1: Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.
0: You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. The Around the League podcast still believes in Case Keenum.
3: Welcome back to another edition of the Around the League podcast. I'm Greg Rosenthal. Dan Handis not in the building today, but we still... Have a couple of heroes, Mark Sessler and Chris Wesseling. What How's up? it How's that feel for you? To be, you? What up, boys? You did a pretty what good up? job there, Greg. You, did you a forgot
2: pre- the What Up Boys. Even I know that part. I don't,
3: I'm not a big fan of the What Up Boys, but I tried to honor Dan's memory because it, it's tough to go on without him. He's our he's our favorite host of this entire show. We'll try to get by, <laughs> and we wish him well. We're not quite certain what the deal is, but uh, he will be back. He'll Be back on Friday. Absolutely. This is he's missing a, a big show. K. Rich. Is excited back there.
2: I am excited, guys. I'm ready for this first discussion.
3: We're gonna we're gonna talk a little Seahawks and whether they're the NFC favorites. We're gonna go over the news with K Rich. We're gonna do a new game and bring in a new guest. Uh, who do you trust? That's our game coming up a little bit. We might uh, we might get a few Thursday night football thoughts, but we promise not too many. Uh, Mark, <laughs> I'm I, I'm amazed how you can come in to work. I know that you only had like one hour of sleep last night right. and. You're fine. Listen, I just battle through. Like, he w- we had a going-away party for a guy at work, and then after Mark got home from that, his kids didn't let him sleep, and it's like it doesn't matter. You You're just not- get used to these things. You just got to gotta come in and battle.
4: And then I, you know, when I when Wes shows up, I feel a new spirit and energy to the room.
1: Glad I could contribute. You, there you go.
3: You, you were also feeling quite an energy on Monday night football. When the Seattle... Seahawks were laying the bang thing down Mm -hmm. on the New Orleans Saints and we got to halftime or so we still had 30 minutes more of football to go and Mark and Dan and pretty much the rest of the NFL Twitter community at that point just awarded the National Football Conference to the Seattle Seahawks and I quote this is Mark Sessler's Twitter
1: uh, post Seattle versus blank in the Super Bowl. Well, Dan went even a step further and said just hand the title to the Seahawks because no AFC team can beat the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, here's
3: here's Dan's. Prepare for the first Super Bowl blowout in a wild world. It is coming. And I just have to be the voice of reason here. Why are the Seahawks a lock to the Super Bowl? Just because they won a game in December— why are we saying they're going to win the Super Bowl or even make it? All right,
4: well, in terms of them getting to the Super Bowl, which Dan obviously believes will happen too, let me try to defend him a bit and explain why. I wrote that. They, if The assumption is that they don't lose home field, which are, like major earth events would have to unfold for Seattle not to be the home field team from here on I'll, out. Right? Okay, that's. Uh, I agree with that point. I don't see a team. I'm not saying, listen, anything's possible, but... I don't see a team that can go into that stadium and knock them out. How so about the Panthers? I like the Panthers' chances a whole lot better than what I saw New Orleans do.
3: How about the 49ers? Pretty good team.
4: I guess I'm just I just went with my gut and I just I tweeted that out because I just feel that Seattle is surging. They got healthy, they got their line back. They don't even need Percy Harvin to rain points on teams.
1: Russell Wilson is playing flawless football and I they have my vote. I feel like we have two years' worth of evidence now that they are the best home team, and they're really an outlier as far as NFL teams are playing at home. That crowd is, is crazy. Russell Wilson has never lost there. Their defense plays at a pitch level. And, okay, you can bring up the Dolphins and the Titans, or, or the Bucks and the Titans. The Seahawks obviously they almost beat them. did not take those teams seriously. Anytime a big team comes in there, they get beat down. And I think your antenna should go up anytime Twitter turns into a chorus of NFL people singing in unison that exactly. something has to happen. Because it never happens. It's not smart. It's not smart to all agree on everything. How many times do we
3: have to see this happen? The Patriots beat the Jets 45-3 to in the same week, week 13, of 2010, and the Jets go back into New England win the playoffs. The Cardinals were embarrassed on Thursday night football by the Philadelphia Eagles. A few weeks later, NFC Championship, Cardinals take care of them. Last year, the Baltimore Ravens were embarrassed in Baltimore by Denver. In the playoffs, they go back to beat Denver. We see this every year that you just can't start making assumptions in the in the beginning of December,
4: no, you're in in on that front. I I don't take that away from you because you're right. History tells us that a lot of times what we expect to happen in the playoffs, the opposite does. But like for instance, Jets Patriots, um, two division teams that know each other so well back then. Okay,
3: but no one thought that back then. They thought it was a joke.
4: I just don't see a Niners team right now. I think the Niners may be the second. I don't know, they're right there with Carolina. They're going to be dangerous in the playoffs. I wouldn't want to deal with them. But I just look at Seattle. Complete
3: team on all on all fronts. I think we're going to have a different conversation a week from now after the 49ers get a home win over the Seahawks. And then we're thinking, and maybe the Panthers beat the Saints or something. You know, a lot of crazy things can happen. And these are defensive teams. You have to admit that. But the 49ers and the Panthers are defensive teams that can keep their They can keep it close. Let's see. And then anything happens. They're running teams. They're kind of similar. It's interesting that those three teams, not the Saints, but those three teams are probably, we think, three of the best teams are are very similar in the NFC. What Carol said. Thank you, Crystal. Carroll said, Pete Carroll said earlier in the year (laughs) when he
4: was talking about the Panthers that they did, they kind of reminded him of his own team.
3: So if, if you had, first of all, if you, I guess I know this answer for Mark. How about Chris? If you could take the field, or Seattle in the NFC, what are you taking?
1: I'm taking Seattle, but I don't think it's ridiculous to say that a team could go up there and beat them. I just think the odds are in their favor.
3: I'm taking the field. Just, I guess, to be a contrarian. I, mean, I, think, cause I think history shows us that can happen. And then rate this statement from Dan. I feel bad for picking on him, but not that bad uh, since he's not here. Prepare for the first Super Bowl blowout in a wild world. It is coming.
1: I don't understand how people are writing <laughs> off The Broncos and, to a certain extent, the Patriots, who are playing on offense the last five weeks as well as anyone. The Broncos are are a great team, not just a good team. They're a great team. And I don't understand why it's a given that the Seahawks would beat them by a lot.
3: You know what team we haven't even mentioned, Crystal, in this NFC discussion? One of the only three teams in the league to have a winning streak over two games.
2: I'm waiting for it.
3: The Philadelphia Eagles. Maybe they could do something. Ooh,
2: <laughs> not even Seduction Friday yet.
3: <laughs> so if we if we had to take to wrap this NFC talk up, if we had to take another team, if you were forced to pick another team other than Seattle that could go into Seattle, I agree they'll have home field. What team do you think it would be that that could do it?
4: Let me say first that if if the field wins, Greg, you and you you win this essentially this bet, I will <laughs> cook you. A, a pot of baked beans. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> is, that, is that good? I, sure. That would be a gift for me. Mm. And, and beans. I
3: don't really like, That's I don't like mind baked beans. beans. It's, it's cool, not about
4: I... you choosing right. what I would make for you. I It's what I, I've just scanned mentally my closet at home and I have, I know there's a thing of big beans that have Bushes? been there since like 2009.
3: Yeah. So that's coming your way. Crystal's excited about this because she always wants cooking segments.
2: I do want cooking segments, and you guys know exactly what I'm waiting for. Will Chris Wesley
1: eat his softball pants?
3: That's true because, well, this bet will be or this uh, disagreement will be settled well after we know the fate of the softball pants. But, yeah, the baked beans could be a nice side dish with softball pants. My second team would be the Panthers. All right.
1: I'm taking the 49ers, and I feel pretty comfortable that they are the second strongest team right mm. now. I trust uh, their coaching staff. Even though I think Riverboat Ron deserves Coach of the Year, I trust Harbaugh and Greg Roman. And now with Crabtree back, the fact that they can't concentrate on stopping Vernon Davis and Anquan Bolden is huge in my opinion. It, it's not a small thing. We saw throughout first of the, most of the first half that their receivers couldn't separate from coverage from man coverage and now you have Crabtree taking some defensive attention away that opens up their entire offense I really like what the 49ers have going on right now Hmm.
3: and they've played better on offense the last two weeks I mean this week is going to be such a great test it's a great slate of games this week I guess I would take the Panthers if I had to choose but the reason why I feel good about going against you guys on this one is that I think there are so many good teams in the NFC it's it's a totally
4: different story than the other conference NFC has some interesting stuff going on so
3: we'll see all right, Crystal. I think you know what time it is.
1: Oh, K. Rich of the Hennas.
2: What up, boys? That's my best Dan Henderson <laughs> impression since he's not here today. That's good. All right, starting off number one. Pittsburgh Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin is fined $100,000 for his little sideline stunt. And it could affect his draft pick for next year.
3: Hmm. Assuming he's the head coach still next year, which he's going to be the head coach. Which I, I know
4: Wes cannot
3: get enough yeah, of this narrative. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it from you, Wes.
1: Well, it's preposterous that they would lose a draft pick over this. I think the fine is fair. Whatever. Tomlin doesn't care. I thought he handled the press conference yesterday as well as anyone could possibly handle. Well, he
3: cares. He just lost a hundred thousand dollars. What is that in our world, like $14? I love how people say that. Care. Oh, that's only $100,000. Give me a break. It's $100,000, well, No, I, dollars, was asking a qu-
4: I wasn't making a statement. I was actually asking for someone to calculate. Oh. You throw
3: my salary compared to Tomlin's. It's about $14.75. Well, he doesn't cents. care. Well, let's do the math. He makes, what, Three five five million 5000000 a year, yeah. maybe? $100,000 is still... What is that? <laughs> let's do the math. It's there. like if a window broke at his house, he might have to wait one more paycheck like, to get it fixed That's or like something. 2% of your salary... That's a fairly significant amount. If someone took away two percent of your salary, I don't think Simone would, I, and the kids would be too if happy. If they I wouldn't did something be
1: eating on par with what Tomlin did. Then I would fork over the money and say, "Lesson learned, my fault."
4: He did do a good job in that presser. I thought that. Listen, he answered something like twenty-three questions,
1: and he spoke for over twenty minutes. And he's not normally one to answer questions. No, he picks and chooses what he wants to answer. Usually,
3: well, I think there's no more powerful owner in the league in terms of their connection with the league office than Art Rooney and, and the entire Rooney family. And I, I think that's someone, Some that's a situation where they talk to Tomlin and tell him, hey, look, this is what we're looking for out of you, and he's being a good employee. I
4: think Breer made a good point, uh, was that potentially it was what conditional draft picks that could get whacked or won, if any.
3: Yeah, well, so the story or the announcement from the league is that the Steelers could potentially lose a draft pick or be punished in some way but they're going to wait for the draft order to be announced for that to happen there's a few things that could happen here maybe it'll be a late round pick maybe it'll be a compensatory pick or be part of that equation or maybe they're just kind of hanging this over Tomlin and the Steelers and making sure nothing goofy happens the rest of the way and reserving the right to punish them they've already given
4: their third round pick to Cleveland
3: Crystal, what else we got?
2: All right, next up, Matt Flynn takes the starter snaps at the Packers' practice, and Aaron Rodgers is still not clear. Sad for my fantasy team.
3: Sad for a lot of – sad for my preseason Super Bowl pick, which was the Green Bay Packers. I, I was feeling good about it, too, until he got hurt. This is – it is sad, isn't it? They have the Falcons this week.
1: It's sad because we have to watch Matt Flynn again.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm at. Rodgers uh, was not cleared, and he had – a meeting with doctors on Tuesday. And he told reporters, you know, we won't know the answer until the end of the week. But McCarthy, Mike McCarthy their coach said something interesting that Rodgers isn't going to have any more tests this week. So if he's not having any more tests and he hasn't been cleared, they've I told they've told us for sure, Matt Flynn is the starter this week against the Falcons.
4: Well, and Rogers said he didn't want this to come into some game-time decision that would mess with Flynn's preparation. I'm not quite sure uh, that anything could cause Matt Flynn to be less effective than he was last game. Mm-hmm. Um, but this whole thing about if they would potentially shut him down, if they lose this game, I don't think that's a terrible idea.
1: Am I wrong there? There are 16 games on the schedule. Play your 16 games. I hate this. It's the Bill Pullian thing with the Colts. Yeah. Pack it in early. These games don't count. Play for next year. Well, unless there's he's 16 not. Games, play them. But play them all.
4: What if the thing is, if they're going to make a push, he's going to play not at a hundred percent. But if you're out of the playoff picture, get your
1: star player healthy. They're, they're not going to let him play until it's safe to play. Exactly. And if it's this safe isn't to play, like a, then he should play.
3: This isn't like a torn knee ligament where there's some shades of gray. I think if they clear, they're going to be very careful. So I think if they feel confident he can play without getting hurt, they'll put him out there. And we're kind of writing off the Packers right now. but Not if they win this Sunday. We don't know that Rodgers is out for the season. It feels like maybe he won't be back, but if they can just get this win at home against a terrible team, then it keeps them alive for another week for Rodgers to possibly if they return. they can't,
4: are they already a team that probably shouldn't be talking about the playoffs at this point? I mean, I understand that one player changes everything to some degree, but lose to the Falcons at home It can't be any more
3: embarrassing than what happened on Thanksgiving. That was the worst I've seen any team play all year.
1: I wasn't a part of this podcast last week, but I listened to it. Let the record show that Mark Sessler was absolutely right about Matt Flynn. Mm. This is a quarterback who had an an 85-mile-an-hour fastball coming into the league. It's now about 80 after his elbow injuries. You could see that he doesn't have the arm to win in the NFL. Something's not
4: there. K. Okay,
1: Rich.
2: All right, guys. Last up, Bears GM Phil Emery doesn't sound too keen on using the franchise tag.
3: Mm. That that doesn't bode well for Jay Cutler getting the franchise number next year, which will probably be $16 million or more. Does this surprise
1: you guys at all? It does, but in a way, he can say whatever he wants in December. He doesn't have to make any decisions yet. It will be a lot more telling if the deadline comes and he doesn't use the franchise tag. To me, that decreases any potential he would have, any bargaining power he would have to possibly trade Jay Cutler. And our uh, NFL media columnist, Mike Silver, reported a month ago that it's quite possible that Mark Tressman isn't smitten with Jay Cutler as his long term answer that they still are not happy that his mechanics are a mess that maybe Josh McCown can play every bit as well as Jay Cutler so I think it's an interesting it's an interesting situation there
4: It's ever a coach that would have an argument for drafting or bringing in a quarterback that doesn't have issues with his mechanics, a guy that can you know Tressman could take someone build them from the ground up. And we've seen what we, McCown was dead weight before Tressman showed up. He I mean, wasn't he, even a
1: good backup. No.
4: He was he was lifeless. And I look at also with Cutler and I know that you know injuries are freak injuries at times, but this isn't a guy that uh consistently rattles off sixteen game seasons either. Not in Chicago at least. Is that an issue in terms mm-hmm. of do we pay this
3: guy sky high money? I think that has to be an issue. It's a good point. Two different injuries this year. You know what this whole tressman era has been bad for, who it's been bad for? Luke McCown. Because before, <laughs> we didn't even know which McCown brother was which. Right, they were right. just both, like you said, these guys. And now it's like Luke is a joke and Josh is the man. It's got to make family gatherings.
4: If, if it wasn't already uncomfortable that you both essentially failed at your respective careers, <laughs> now one, in the NFL. Has, one has taken off and the other is just still Luke McCown, a potential future insurance salesman. There's definitely Do you some. You think they
1: go to family functions like everybody's in one car, one McClown car? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think Mr.
4: McCown and Mr. Z- McCown are in the front seat, and Luke and Josh are in the back, probably at you know arguing. Twelve McCown, twelve
3: car. How dare you say they failed? Two guys. You're right. In up in the a... hills of Louisiana, just hoping for a chance. Both make an NFL roster. By the way, I have no idea where they grew up. Wait, like, I Luke, think that's right. Luke
4: McCown is the reason we have. Blaine Gabbert.
3: Now, you're, <laughs> this is a true story that your son Colton is at least partially inspired by Colt McCoy. That name. is fair.
1: Why didn't you name your second now, son
3: Brandon? Now, Luke, uh, well, your son Luke, he is not named after Luke McCown. Is that? That is correct. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> Was Luke McCown on the Browns at one point? Feel like he might A have.
4: McCown brother was, and I believe it
3: was Luke. All right, I think. Dark times. Sessler has a
4: nice ring to it. <laughs> the day after we named Colton, Colton, the day he was born was the draft, and mm. Brandon Wien was drafted that night. So it was. So I don't. No, lo- I no longer attach Colt McCoy to my
3: son's uh, name at this point. I would not tell. I feel like that's information. Maybe you keep to yourself. I mean, in terms of telling people Well, cult. until
4: you just told, you know, thousands <laughs> well, he, of people on an NFL.com podcast. He'll never hear
3: that podcast, but the whole weeding thing, it's kind of like you don't want your mom telling you that you were a mistake. You know what I'm saying? That, I don't know. I would not <laughs> want to hear that from <laughs> I'm my just, mom. I'm just saying it's kind of like that, that. I don't know if you want to hear that you were named after a guy on the same day they drafted Well, the I will say my wife was him. had major
4: reservations about the concept of naming an offspring off of anyone on the Browns, and she... You know, we love the name and everything, but I, I that that heritage story is quickly <laughs> well, going you away. you
1: know my youngest brother's name is Akili. Akili Westling for Akili Smith. Good I, heavens. I, I can't tell if you're kidding. He's <laughs> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to
4: say, that is by far worse.
3: All right, totally this, is, this is what happens when Dan doesn't host the show. We just veer so far off the tracks with the five-minute McCown conversation. I'm excited for this. Time for my new favorite segment. It's the first time we're doing this segment, and... To start it off, we're going to bring in a new guest, the Around the League producer from the NFL Network, Michael Berger. Hi, guys. How you doing? Hey, I'm great. Welcome. I, it's,
5: a, it's a true honor and a privilege to be here. Well, you came up with this
3: idea for a segment, so we figured... I'm a
5: producer. I hope I came up with something.
3: Right. So we figured have you on, and, you know, no, and not a lot of people know this, but there's actually a television show named after our podcast, the Around the League podcast. Is that right? It, such a big hit up here <laughs> that you guys just decided we should put this on TV and try to capitalize on some of our name <laughs> brand. How is that going for you? It's going great. I, it's sort of a chicken <laughs> or the egg, which came
5: first. I, I think I think we, well, either way, it's a, it's a good franchise that we've all sort of created here, and, and uh, it's going great. For those who don't know, by the way, the Around the League television version is on the air from 3 to 5 Pacific or 6 to 8 in the East. Yes. Uh, every day, uh, well, not every day. Uh, Monday, it's on at th- uh, 6 Eastern, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, it's on from 6
3: to 8 Eastern. Look at uh, this synergy. Our bosses are going to be excited. Isn't
5: everybody excited about this? And uh, <laughs> we're on a little earlier on Thursdays because of Thursday Night Football coverage. Uh, we're on the air 2 Eastern on Thursdays with uh, Andrew Siciliano and uh, Lindsey Rhodes uh, taking you all around the league all 32 teams uh, you know our reporters in the field some analysis breaking news it's really uh, if you don't watch you, you should, should watch you should watch it
3: really is kind of like the television version on our site we're trying to pound out lots of stories all day That's... they're getting these stories ready from... and we sit next to these guys all yeah. day long talk yeah. about synergy I mean we are just this is the brain trust of NFL Network right here right we sit next to uh, Lindsay the talented Lindsey Rhodes the TV the... zone we call her TV Zone, Lindsay Rose. The uh, ineffable Andrew Siciliano. Absolutely. Who just reads things. So we all sit together at work. So we all, we're all in the mix. So this,
5: this was a long time. This this is a long time it coming. It was a long this, time yeah.
3: coming. And I was joking, of course. The show has been around, I think, for five or six. It's been around for a while. Yeah, it's we been, were
4: clearly uh, named <laughs> after that property. Right. The
3: <laughs> the, uh, the blog, the podcast, both named after that. But let's get into the game. It's who do you trust? I think it's self explanatory. Well, actually, can you explain it to me? I'm not really sure how <laughs> Nick Foles, Matthew Stafford. We're in week 14. These two guys are going to face off this weekend. Which quarterback do you trust more? Do I week? trust
4: to do what? Succeed. What else are you going to say? Okay, take? well,
3: no. I mean, I, could, I, I well, in a playoff game. How about that? Mark okay. was very concerned whether this is Matthew Stafford and Nick Foles in a vacuum or on their current teams. It's like, You're looking too deep into it. On their teams. On their teams. On their teams.
4: All right. I will go first. I go right now Foles. Guy's thrown... (laughs) Our producer, not a Closet Eagles fan, just overt with her Eagles love. Foles has not thrown an interception. He's thrown a pile of touchdowns. Stafford, I love what the Lions can do. They're explosive. But then they turn around. They lost to, what, the Bucks and the Steelers back-to-back. Very weird team. But we're not talking just team. We're talking quarterback. I listen, Foles has I think people are, are are cautious to look at what Foles has done and say, Yeah, he's got it. But you know what?
5: He's done it week after week. I'm going Foles. He, he I I I'm going Stafford. I, I you know, I I remember what Foles did in the game, I, I forget which game it was, but he, he he came in for Vic. He had a great game, and then he had the game. I think it was Cowboys forget, Cowboys game where he literally couldn't complete a pass five yards. He was down the injured. Field. That was one bad game. That, right, but I but I since then I you know is it we were talking in the newsroom yesterday is this is this Nick Foles or is this a product of Chip Kelly's system? I mean, you have guys that are wide open down the field. You know, I would like to think any of us could could complete some of these throws and you just you just have to wonder at some point Are the law of average going to catch up to Nick Foles as far as Stafford is concerned? Yeah He's had turnover issues the last few weeks and yes, you know He does the weird sidearm, you know You make some throws and you wonder what the heck's he doing out there But I think we've seen enough from him now all the injury issues are, are behind him And you've seen enough from him now where you know that if you need to make i mean, I go back to the Cowboys game you need to make a throw in a tight window whether it's the Calvin or, or you know getting Nate Burleson back was big i think that to me i'm i'm putting my money on on Stafford in a big game in a tight game in the
1: fourth quarter i'm having trouble separating quarterbacks from offense. That, and I am right. too.
4: And I am too. But
1: the simple answer for me is Matthew Stafford's the better player. Right. So I trust him more.
4: Well, I think that's that's why I asked about the vacuum thing because if I had to start a team <laughs> Where with one of the Where is this vacuum
1: that you
3: speak of?
4: It's in someone's uh, garage <laughs> collecting dust. I would go Stafford as a core quarterback.
3: No, but I'm talking about in the you can't separate Foles from the system. You could say it's all the system you want, but that's the system he's in. We're talking this year, this team, this offense. Which which guy are you trusting more? That's what I'm saying. I just can't imagine Nick Foles is going to go
5: the rest of the year and not throw an interception, and not that Stafford won't throw an interception either. I just think I think Foles has to come back to the mean at some point, and I, I just you don't there's not enough of a sample size to you know what you have with Matthew Stafford. He's in. He's a top eight quarterback in the Mm. NFL with a load of talent and weapons around him, and you don't know, despite the amazing run he's been on, you don't know what you have yet with Nick Foles.
1: Has Foles done anything like what Stafford did against the Cowboys? No. Right. No, he hasn't proven. He's made some impressive throws. He hasn't come back and taken a team in the final minutes and put him on his back like Stafford has. People talk about him, though, like he's Alex Smith just –
3: Dinkin' and Dunkin' out there. Don't He's
1: be ma- smart, Alex Smith, in front of Michael Berger. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: let's get to that. We'll, oh we'll get to that. Actually, yeah, let's get to that now. I'm taking Stafford, by the way. He can be, yeah. I mean, just because Foles, he hasn't done it long enough, and I also think it's not just the offense factor. I mean, it's the fact that Stafford, I don't know, when you watch him, he can do anything on the field, and we've seen with all the rookie quarterbacks, they usually come back to the pack in the second year. I still trust Stafford more. But let's go to Alex Smith, because he's been a topic of conversation lately. Who do you trust more, Michael Berger, Alex Smith or the guy who took his job, Colin Kaepernick? Well, this came up earlier in the newsroom, and it (laughs) sounded like they were going to take away
5: my my security badge for even suggesting that I would take Alex Smith over Colin Kaepernick. But listen... I had some. I brought some numbers. I'm not just gonna, you know, talk up here like I'm, you know, just on my soapbox here. I come prepared. Here. I come prepared. So here we go. So if you look at their numbers this season, okay, Alex Smith has the better completion percentage, more pass yards per game, more touchdowns, less interceptions, and he runs for 30 yards a game while Kaepernick runs for 31. Their rushing totals are almost exactly the same. Kaepernick does have the better passer rating, but I just think I you don't. Alex Smith, in a playoff game, I want the guy, yeah, you want the guy like Kaepernick who's dynamic and who can make plays and who can, as we saw last year against the Packers and, you know, and as they went hey, on their run. He took his
1: team to the Super Bowl. Exactly, yeah. yeah you right. want that in the playoff. You do want that. But I,
5: I have seen, <laughs> I, awesome. have, I have watched, he was pretty good. But he hasn't been that guy. I think we all agree he has not been that guy this year. Because fact, they took
1: those weapons away.
5: They, now, now they're coming back. Well, okay, crap, we don't know, you don't know what you have with Michael Crabtree yet. You just don't. Um and I think if you if you look at which off just the two offenses have has the Niners offense been, you know, the the greatest show on turf? Have they been markedly in fact both teams are averaging exactly twenty four point eight points per game this year. So it's not like Kaepernick and the Niners are lighting the world on fire offensively. In fact, they're just kinda getting their legs under them and for a while Kaepernick had a stretch where he couldn't complete a ball, you know, five yards down the field. Here's where I start and end with this, and it does it won't take long to explain. Jim Harbaugh, Greg
4: Roman, two of the best quarterback teachers out there, spent
5: ages watching both these guys practice. Their conclusion is the one I agree with. Uh, listen, long term, I mean, Kaepernick is the obvious answer. I'm not. No one's going to say that if you're building a franchise, you'd rather have Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick. But I think this in year. the playoffs, right now, in the playoffs, I, 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 tr- to get the plays made down the stretch, not make a mistake, not try to do too much. Kaepernick has been prone this year to making one read and then just running or doing something, throwing it out of bounds, getting sacked. I'll take Alex Smith. He's not going to give you the big wow plays, but he will make the plays you need to
1: get a win in the playoffs. Let's go beyond Harbaugh and Roman, who are possibly the two best quarterback minds in the NFL. Let's throw in Andy Reid, too. So you have three of the best quarterback minds in the NFL. Game film tells us we don't trust Alex Smith's arm. We don't trust him to make plays. We're not even going to let him test his arm down the field. What about the last couple of weeks? For years. For the last couple weeks, and they have no wins to show for it. They've Alex been playing Smith, great on offense, right, yeah. so we can't base Alex it on Smith, wins. Alex Smith, 26 in his career when the team other team scores 25 points. That tells you all you need to know about Alex Smith. He is who he is, and three of the smartest offensive coaches in the NFL know who he is. And they don't trust him to throw. I hate wins
3: as an argument for any quarterback, because if that's your argument, that's for Alex Smith. Well, I mean, we're talking about year. what He's Matthew Stafford, Stafford does against let's the let's Cowboys, right?
1: Why, let's have some numbers. They don't trust his arm because his 6.2 yards per attempt figure is the lowest of any starter in the NFL. He has more passes. More of his attempts have come under 10 yards than any quarterback in the NFL. He doesn't trust his arm. His coaches don't trust his arm. And that's, Look, if you want to win a regular season game, go with Alex Smith. If you want to win a postseason game against a good team, you're going to need a quarterback who actually does things more than hand the ball off to Jamal Charles and scamper once in a while. It's an interesting question. Who do you
3: trust? Because you know who Alex Smith is. I don't know who Colin Kaepernick is this year. It changes week to week. I would... Take he's Colin. the same
1: quarterback he was. I last disagree year. with
3: you, Berger. I take Kaepernick today. I take him today, tomorrow in the playoffs, anytime, forever. But trust wise, you're not sure what's going to show up week to week. He has been a matchup quarterback when they have the right game plan and they dial up the right place. He's looked great this year, and he makes five throws every week that Alex Smith could, could never make, could, well, could of dream course. of. I but, trust so- that
4: Alex Smith is going to win ten regular season games and lose a playoff game. Right. And he only wins those
1: games because he's on good team. Kaepernick the teams. same quarterback he was last year. He didn't have a healthy crab tree. Vernon Davis has been in and out of the lineup. He had Kyle Williams starting for half the year. The le- and an injured Mario Manningham started. These guys can't separate. You can't... It's the same thing with Griffin. You can't ask these guys to do what they did last year when when the surrounding parts aren't the same.
3: But the... The league's caught up with them a little bit too because I think the scheme and Kaepernick's running ability opened up a lot of big plays last year that haven't been there this year. Maybe it's the run game... Kaepernick's been a bad runner this year, too. I think that gets lost. He's
5: been a bad thrower for a lot of the years. I mean, let's not listen. He's not the same guy that he was last year. He
1: is the same guy. He's the same quarterback. The the
3: difference is he's not been as big a threat running. You have to admit that he makes bad decisions. He leaves the pocket too early. He hasn't picked up a lot of first downs. There's a lot of five-yard runs on third and 13 when he hasn't been pressured that much. So I, I think he has stepped back just a little bit. But I'd still take him over Alex Smith. Come on. All right, let's <laughs> mo- let's move on. Uh, I tried. I tried. You know. I, what are you going to do? Valiant attempt. Berger's a uh, Bengals fan, and he has stuck with them over time. Condolences. Um, unlike, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> listen. I mean, you got a Browns
5: fan here, and uh, you know, I'm just unlike I mean, a former Bengals and a former Bengals fan. Bengals fan. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Chris I like to say
1: recovering Bengals.
3: Fans. <laughs> he pretends that he's not a Bengals I fan. Don't pretend and, anything. Uh, we've got a big game this weekend. In theory, it should be a big game, but it doesn't feel like one. Colts. Bengals they both had their struggles recently which team do you trust more right now the Colts or the Bengals let's start with the recovering Bengals fan
1: it pains me to say this the Colts are such a bad team right now that I trust the Andy Dalton led Bengals mm. more than the Colts mean, this isn't if you if
5: it's which team do you trust right now it's, yeah. the, it's the Bengals by a long I mean no one who has watched the Colts for the last month will put any stock in what they're doing on either side of the ball, by the way. I mean, they, when you're down 24-3 at halftime every week, that's not one week fine, two weeks fine, five weeks in a row, there's something going on there, and clearly they have not been the same team. I don't want to put it all on Reggie Wayne, because I, I can't imagine that one player has that big an impact on what a team does offensively, but they can't run the ball. I mean, Donald Brown has been okay, but Trent Richardson has been an unmitigated disaster, I think we'd all agree. And when you can't do, they can't do, they have nobody who can win on the edge. T.Y. Hilton occasionally, but he's in the slot, and you can't put him out on the edge and have him, you know, beat guys one on one.
3: Kobe Fleener has
5: been nice, but that's, you know,
3: kind of all they have left. Darius Harrod Bay is an unmitigated Uh, disaster that they can't even play him anymore. They're now playing. Derek Rogers, or Derrick, I don't know how you pronounce it. <laughs> Derrick. Who they just signed off. There's an apostrophe Whoever. in there Levon somewhere. Brazil. They need Brazil and Rogers to step up. That's, that's how bad. That's their playoff. Mark, do you disagree? Uh, it pains me because like, <laughs> when I see a team with a
4: quarterback like Andrew Luck, and what he's done already, it's it's hard for me not to want to just
3: side with that. But I know we're taking the Dalton team over the Luck team. Well, and, and I, well, it
4: pains me on the flip side because, in in no offense to the former and current Bengals fan, but Andy Dalton to me is one of the most uninspiring uh, signal callers you could possibly dream up, and yet the Bengals are the team I would trust to go
5: deeper this season. Yeah, and I think it also you got to go defensively here too. I mean, the Bengals. It's amazing what they've done. No Geno Atkins, no Leon Hall. It hasn't changed for them. Right. They, right. They, I mean, I was at the Bengals-Chargers game on Sunday, and the Chargers move the ball on everybody. Don't you have to work on Sunday? Uh, listen, you, I, I pulled a few strings. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, the Chargers move the ball on everybody. I mean, they just they march up and down the field. They may not always get in the end zone, but they, they are Philip Rivers, and that offense moves the ball, and they could not move the ball at all on Sunday against the if, Bengals.
1: If you ask me... On the Saturday that the Bengals will play, because this is a holiday, they they have to play in the Saturday game in yeah. the playoffs, <laughs> and they're playing against the Colts that game, which probably can't happen. It's again. not going to happen. Uh, no, That'll be the well three and the four. in a,
4: in another u- perfect universe. Right, in a perfect
1: universe, if you ask Imperfect. me, okay, you will lose your job if you pick this game wrong. I would <laughs> I would say Andrew Luck will find a way to win it. See? Yeah. that's
5: see. Well, and and this gets back. I mean, this gets back to a sort of a, a you know. A
3: referendum on Andy Dalton well who and, do we trust right. do we trust Andy Dalton? We had a conversation earlier that the after Dalton scale that Chris Wesseling came up with it's basically it's genius. that
5: <laughs> if, it's genius it's absolutely genius if
3: you're if you're an answer, if you're the future for your franchise at quarterback, you're better than Andy Dalton, and anyone that's after Andy Dalton is, is not an answer is not an answer, and so that's the dividing line he's the prime meridian of n f l quarterbacks right, yeah. yeah, and I was thinking. I don't know after this year if the scale is going to work because I'm get I I'm getting to the point I have my answer on Andy Dalton. But do you? I and, and, think he's not on. the now answer. Here's, here's the he, thing: we know it. Do you we know but, it? Okay,
5: here he is. This is he is almost you know, two two and three quarters of the way through his third season. Okay, is that? Do you honestly feel? And the answer may be yeah. You're crazy. That that is enough time to say. You don't think that there's a there's a I mean listen, there are three guys in NFL history, two guys who have thrown over three thousand yards in the first two seasons, Peyton Manning and Andy Dalton. Okay? Now I know that's an inflated stat and yardage totals don't really matter what but they're Andy Dalton, if you look at over his first now what is it, forty three games, whatever it is you know the numbers are on par with a lot of guys who didn't really blossom until their fourth. You know Joe Flacco's of the world, people like that. The numbers are close to what a the lot difference of these guys. Is that a
1: lot of people thought that Dalton was who he was when he entered the league because he doesn't have physical gifts. Right. That That's you think that is that you the can difference. Develop. But yeah. he'll
5: tease you. He'll have months like he did in October where he literally you know look like joe montana and and so that's that's and it's and it's the worst possible scenario for a <laughs> franchise because you 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 right. can't get away from it but you that's, also know that you're probably not going to win with this guy as your quarterback that's why the scale is so perfect Right.
3: but if the answer is that you're convinced he's going to stay the 20th best starting quarterback in the league which i'm kind of convinced at, at this point i mean he was awful in september he he's was awful ceilinged. in november he's hit his ceiling if if you believe that, then we might have to change the scale well, af- after the season.
1: You've heard of a quarterback holding his offense hostage. Geno Smith is doing that right now. Right. Andy Dalton's doing Andy it. Andy no, Dalton is no holding question. his organization hostage. No question. Not the offense. Like If you decide he's your quarterback, that's that's a position that you can't upgrade then. You're stuck as a mediocre It's an team. institutional it, nightmare for I, them. I, really I
3: say is. give another guy a shot, too, just to be in the I mean, if you threw Cam Newton or Russell Wilson or... Even, I'm trying to think of a an... Even Jay Cutler on the Bengals, I think they might but be who are you, to the I mean, yeah, who are you,
5: But again, who are you going to... This is
3: a question that comes up all the time. Who, if you get rid of Dalton, who's going to Well, you don't be, get rid of him. You just try to find another option and see what well, happens. Well, let me
5: say it
4: from the other Ohio team. Having Dalton versus the train wreck of That's trying to find who, someone right. is better. But if they, if, as long as they aren't committed to him long-term and being willing to draft and play other guys. Because that is a talented team that it's like... Wow, you
3: cannot buy them because of the quarterback. That's really rough. All right, let's move on to the next one. S- Seattle Seahawks defense or Panthers defense. We obviously trust both of these groups, but if
1: you had to choose one. This is the toughest one you've posed yet for me. I think, can we say if the Seahawks are playing at home? <laughs> sure, there's no rules. If the Seahawks are playing at home, I would take their defense over any teams.
3: I mean, I, I just... I, How it's,
5: about, let's say, is, at a
1: neutral field? What about on
3: a high school field in the middle of Iowa? Charles Johnson. <laughs> How Johnson's about in a healthy? vacuum? In in the high school field in a vacuum in Iowa?
5: Charles
1: Johnson is healthy. Yeah, sure. This is this is a little bit this
5: is a, a little bit tricky because we just saw the Seahawks come off a just right. a mind-boggling defensive performance. Hey, on, the, on the Sunday, Panthers just Monday, smacked around
3: me. Mike Glennon,
1: the <laughs> the next uh, greatest I, rookie quarterback I ever. I feel like the deciding factor for me is the Seahawks have beaten better offenses than the Panthers have. I, I,
5: I'm i going to go with the Seahawks, too, and I just think, you know, you go with... They have... I don't... The 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 Panthers clearly are fundamentally sound at all three levels, and they have guys that can make plays in the front four and on the back end, but I there are legitimate superstars on the Seahawks' defense that when you need a play, you know it's going to get made from Richard Sherman. You know that, you know, somebody in that front four is going to get pressure up the middle. Cliff Averill's having a nice year quietly. You know, I just think that... That's, I'm going with what I, the known quantity for me right now, and we've seen it the last few years of the Seahawks, we haven't seen it from the Panthers, obviously they've done a great job, and they've built that. We had Charlie Cashley on the Around the League show yesterday, and he talked about how that defense was built, all, almost exclusively through the draft. I mean, they have just brought in these guys that have fit in that system perfectly, um, but I, I mean, I think it's hard to pick against the Seahawks
4: right well, now. Well, and I would go, listen, I, today I'd go Seattle, but... Carolina, another defense that's built through the draft, and they've done an outstanding job bringing in talent over the last couple seasons.
3: I don't think we've seen Carolina anywhere near its best on defense. I'm taking Carolina for the same one of the same reasons that you took Seattle, is that top-tier talent, you need someone to make a play to win the game. Charles Johnson. Greg Hardy, the Kraken star, <laughs> right? right. right. Lota Lele, Kawan yeah. Short, Thomas, Kawan Short. I'm taking those guys. Luke Keekley Well, Keekly's I'm taking a, I mean, those yeah, guys right. over all The Seattle guys. Seattle, I think, has a lot of talent, but it's a little more about scheme. Carolina and Riverboat Ron. They're just they're just nasty. Is it front. possible that Keekley doesn't get enough? Cra- I mean, he is. He has almost single-handedly
5: turned that defense. I mean, they. I mean, yes, they've gotten a lot better in the draft, and they've obviously played well. But I mean, people who talk. You know that uh, when we talk about that team, and people who know that team say that he has almost single-handedly turned that defense yeah, into saw his own a stat unit.
1: A month ago, that they were 26th in the NFL over the 20 previous games before drafting Keekly and second in the NFL after right. drafting him. Right, hmm. that's incredible. That's turnaround. incredible. If right. I
2: may pose a question for all of our tweeters out there who always want to hear fantasy Ooh. if you have the panthers defense and the seahawks defense on your fantasy team mm. are you playing the matchup or are you sticking with the hawks or are you sticking with the
5: panthers mm. i go. think you gotta go
3: matchup i go matchup but yeah you we'll, go l- matchup. we'll let the twitter followers maybe jump in and say who you would play this week last one quickly geno smith or matt mcgloin <laughs> who do you trust <laughs> Uh, Quick answer: how do, you,
5: uh, how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you not? Whoever it's Geno Smith, it could be Geno Smith and you know right. Babe Loffenberg. I'm picking. I'm picking.
1: Laufenberg's you know, got a good arm. I'm picking like anybody not named Geno Smith I, at this uh, point. I think McLovin is the better quarterback <laughs> right now, but I picked the Jets to win this game for obvious reasons. Oh, you you just don't want to eat your I don't want to eat my pants. softball pants, but uh, I I feel like this is not good to have Geno Smith
3: we watch Around the League show every day it's clear Berger never listens to the Around the League podcast America's favorite (laughs) bet and game and running (laughs) gag right now is Will Chris Wesseling Eat his softball pants. Will Chris
4: Wessling eat his softball pants? Chris
3: Wessling said before the season, if the Raiders get to six wins, he will eat his softball pants. They're at four right now. This is a big week. This is week. a huge one huge for you. They have yeah. to wow. get this because it's. O- I think it's over I was if rooting they don't get for the win.
1: Matt Sims to start. Wow. All right. what, <laughs> did I, what did I walk into? I'm taking McGloin.
3: <laughs> All
1: right. Um,
3: before we leave, we're going to go to uh, another quick segment uh, that. I love to get to because Chris Wesseling, you know, he doesn't have a family. Um, <laughs> that's <doesn't, so> that, <laughs>
1: that's let's he's start eating softball pans he and He family list. No is, kids.
5: You're doing well, He's He a wayward gentleman.
1: Little do the listeners know that I also live under a bridge um, in a van down by know, the river. You know, he he has a mild drinking problem, but what he really
3: <laughs> what he really has is a love for game, total package for game rewind and NFL shortcuts and all the ways he to does watch, watch a lot football of football yes. all day long. So, we call this segment, What Wes is Watching. And I know you've been watching a little bit of the Patriots lately.
1: I have. I was really impressed. Brady made some throws against the Texans. Three throws in particular to uh, Gronkowski, Edelman, and Vereen, I think, that I just thought no other quarterback is making these throws. I also noticed, this is going to sound odd, but Julian Edelman is one of the most athletic players in the NFL. Why is
5: that odd? Isn't he like the
1: best punt returner in NFL history Best or punt returner in NFL yeah, history, I, that diving play into the end zone. You just don't picture him as, he's a former college You don't dominate
5: the MAC like he did and not be yeah, a phenomenal athlete? athlete? Well, unless your name is Josh
1: Chris. Exactly. Yeah, and he's the leading receiver on the team this year. I think that's kind of... Nobody expected Making that, the leap. Except Greg. Candidate.
3: Julian Edelman. <laughs> we had it. We had it before the season. So,
4: for a, to peel back the veil, all you have to do on this show is to pitch Greg a segment <laughs> that speaks positively about the Patriots, and it's like, yep, we'll tack that in. No
3: problem. Yeah, I was talking to Chris yesterday, because we do the... I do this quarterback index each week, and every four or five weeks, we do a complete rankings, 1 to 32. And it was tough to rank Brady, because the first seven or eight weeks... He, you had him low early he on. He struggled. Right. But the last five weeks, I think... He He's been as good as well, anyone, he was higher
4: right? than the quarterback you just simply called Brown's quarterback.
3: Yes, there is. There <laughs> is, is that
5: like a tech mobile? Like, yeah, it I mean,
4: basically yeah, it's right.
3: like we don't have, a lic- you don't have the licensing rights for they, this team <laughs> yeah. and for a good reason. <laughs> there is no Brandon Whedon definitely anymore. There's no Hoyer. There's no Campbell. There's definitely no Alex Tanney. There is just Brown's, Brown's quarterback. QB. You right. know
1: what happened five weeks ago? Gronk came back. Oh, imagine right. that. Yeah, and we did. We read an article in the off season. That Tom Brady statistically last year was Andy Rogers with, or Aaron Rodgers with, with Gronk on the field and Andy Dalton without him on the oh, field. I forgot
3: wow. the link to that. Yeah, wow. yeah.
1: And it's no coincidence. I saw Bob Ryan compared Gronkowski. Said that he said that Gronkowski is better now than Tony Gonzalez was in his prime. And I can't disagree with that. That's frightening. Gronkowski he changes everything
3: about their offense in terms is, of how defenses have to attack them sure. the
1: tight ends. What Dan Marino was in the eighties to quarterbacks and what Dickerson was. He rewrites what you're supposed to do in your first three or four leagues in the year, or first four years in the league. He's just, re- like, his tight end stats are incredible compared to anyone who's ever played the game. And, you know, Greg said at some point, like a month ago, I think Gronk's actually, actually more athletic this year. Coming I think he is. Surgery, he
3: looks different this year in terms of his speed and jumping ability and all that sort yeah, of stuff. He,
1: like, he
4: couldn't
3: solve simple math
4: equations, but that doesn't <laughs> matter because he <laughs> makes plays. Here's-
3: Cardinals wide receiver group.
1: I th- Who's How's the my, best wide receiver? Michael, how good is Michael Floyd? Michael yeah. Floyd is playing better than Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, by far. Here's a stat that Mark will love. Over the last three weeks, only one receiver in the NFL has more yards than Michael Floyd, and it's Josh, Josh Gordon. Gordon by 225 <laughs> yards. <laughs> all going to waste. Nobody's even close to Josh Gordon. I watched a fair
5: amount of the, of the Cardinals-Eagles game on Sunday, and I, I I said to my brother, I said, Michael Floyd is a legitimate NFL he receiver all of a quicker sudden. quicker with
1: the ball in his hands than I thought he would. He's a number one receiver. Absolutely.
4: I think, you know, Arians last year with Reggie Wayne in in, in Indianapolis did an amazing job reviving Wayne that people didn't want Wayne. Right. He does an excellent job coaching receivers, and I think Floyd is the beneficiary Speaking of that. Speaking
1: of receivers, Alshon Jeffery had one of the best games I've ever seen by a wide receiver making catches over the middle, diving for balls, that touchdown that now everyone's seen. Another 80-yard touchdown where he outraced. He, this guy was supposed to be slow coming into league. A fat, slow guy. <laughs> He's outracing true. the defense. Brandon Marshall said at the beginning of the year that Alshon Jeffrey will rewrite all the Bears' records, which sounded silly at the time because Brandon Marshall will have all the Bears' records.
3: I think he's right, I, and I think mm. that's that's that. Well, then again, Marty Booker has the records right now, so
5: it's not Carlin <laughs> like Hill. Book. That's that's a big testament to Mark Trestman. I mean that that just get. I mean, getting out, getting the ball out of the hands quickly, whether it's Cutler or McCown, Jeffrey can win on the outside like that, and I, that's just You're I mean, right. He's, though he
3: was, he had the rep as being fat and yeah, slow. And slow and yep. Yeah,
5: well, and I think we've
4: Mayhoff, learned this yeah. season a lot of things that this chatter that's going to bubble up around some of these prospects that just get washed down the river with negative talk. I'm not listening Toney to any. Come in and
3: play and we'll see how we'll judge you then. All right, before we take off, we gotta mention there is a game on Thursday night. Hold
1: on, one last thing. No, oh, what do you got now?
3: Ryan Matthews. Oh, that's I like Ryan Matthews. Ryan Matthews.
1: A- you like of, Ryan Matthews? Oh yeah. Out of every player in the NFL, he's the exact opposite of what his reputation was supposed to be coming into the season. He was supposed to be soft, couldn't take a hit. He runs like a battering ram. Yeah. Yeah. He's the exact opposite of what everyone thought he was gonna the be. The other player?
3: His quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think with Matthews, it's just that he hasn't been able to stay on stay the healthy, field. For anyone right. that's ever w- – he's always run hard. I don't think that's changed. He's running harder maybe now well, and more effectively. And he's also, staying they're on also the field. utilizing him a little bit differently. They're, right. not, they're not giving him 25 carries a game. And, and everything is between the tackles. Right. He, You're right, though. Another I, good offensive coach. This isn't – they don't put people in the Pro Bowl for this, but if there was a position in the Pro Bowl for – First and second down running back. <laughs> yeah, I think Ryan Matthews would be one of the top two or three running backs. Is there in the a third down in the Pro Bowl? I've, I'm not sure I've ever seen that. It's just- <laughs> well, the new format this year. I don't know what's going on. All right. Um, as I mentioned, there is a Thursday night football game this week. Houston Texans, Jacksonville Jaguars, NFL Network. Be there. We forked these teams, I believe, early September. It was a while ago uh, <laughs> that we forked these teams. So they've been done a while. I think the only question... Really in this game is whether we think Chris's boy, Case Keenum, has any chance to be the quarterback there and whether Houston is going to take a quarterback next year.
1: Well, I, he's, he's my boy. I still have faith in him, but I don't expect the Texans to go into next year with him as the starter because I think there'll be a new coach, and mm-hmm. why would the new coach keep a guy who was a system fit for Kubiak and isn't known to have great physical tools?
4: Oh, and by the way, if Jacksonville
1: pulls this one off, they've won four of five. And the Texans probably get the number one pick. In which case, they will take a quarterback. Didn't that, remember,
5: remember how close it was when the Texans won those first two games. That they easily could have. They could easily be zero twelve right now. By the way, yeah, they
3: could be. They could have like six wins or two. That's remember, true. they were up twenty to three on right. the I think Seahawks. their spirit yeah. was broken yeah. along yeah. the way. It, I mean. I've heard people make the case that maybe Kubiak won't be fired. I don't, I, I don't see, I that, don't that's see that. That's insane. It, well, you have to sell
2: him
4: and everything else no to your team, fan base.
3: No team has packed it in more than this team. What about I, Rick Smith? Did Rick Smith keep his job? I think so. I think so. I think
1: he's drafted pretty well.
3: He yeah. only has hired one head coach. They came in together, right. and he did pretty good. You right. know, he's done right. pretty He's not well. the
4: issue. But it,
3: it, Kubiak, got to go. And if Kubiak's gone, then Keenum is essentially a non-factor just – you know, battling for snaps doesn't mean he's totally out of the mix, but they're not going to count on him. I'm not quite
1: as fond of him as I was a month ago. I think he's a great backup. <laughs> he can get he's like a Ryan Fitzpatrick. You can get by with him for three he's, or four games. He could be better than that. I was going to say, he's got he more upside than yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's not a guy you're going to bring in the next year when, he, when he's shown that he can't really play well. Again. He was like, like a good-looking
4: girl at school that like you were way into, and then like two months later you're like, I've moved on.
3: F- I, see, could that be Nick Foles? See, in
4: a couple this months? is the
1: problem <laughs> I have. have with, this problem I have with women—they can't—they can't read a blitz.
3: <laughs> they just don't understand the magic of West quite yet. They Chris, will. Crystal's ears were perking up; they're ready to just go nuts. But she, I think she was satisfied with that one. Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: We I'm should just, go out I'm on I'm that.
2: Laughing, and I think that's our exit.
3: Yes, uh, Friday we will be back previewing all the games. Dan Hansis will be back in the chair, and uh, we can't wait for him to be back. Uh, we're also gonna potentially fork a team, we decided to put push that off until Friday. For a special reason. Yes. I think we'll be talking about, you know, Dan's team, potentially. We don't know that for sure. We've got to let Dan weigh in. The committee has not yet met, so we'll talk about that on Friday. Pick all the games. It's been a pleasure, Michael Berger, Thank to have you. you. It's Thank been you. A, it's been the
5: pleasure is all on this end of the table, and I hope uh, maybe I can we can do this again. sometime. yeah,
3: please uh, watch around the league on NFL Network. I hope you're listening to me, bosses out there. <laughs> me too, by the way, bosses yeah. out there. Uh, it's on. It's great. That's it for today's show. Please uh, download. Tell your friends to subscribe. Uh, give us good comments. I'm just going to shill. Dan doesn't do enough. Let's just shill. And, and, and if, and Tell if your the, friends, Burger, if the download, can you download? Yes, I saying, if the, if start the, if the, downloading. I'm
5: going to go into but if the download rate, you know, there's a huge spike, I think we all know that this is that was no accident, by the way. It's the so Burger. That, yeah, it's, it's the, it's, burger, it's the effect. burger effect. It's <laughs> the Burger bump For Michael
3: I, Burger and uh, <laughs> Mark Sessler, Chris Wesseling, K. Rich behind the glass, Dan hands us in an absentia, and Lyle, that piece of Friday. I wouldn't want to be Mrs. Ryan after that game. Forever.
1: She must be a saint. No pun intended.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to another edition of the NFL. Wait, what is it? Uh, Welcome Uh, back to the the
4: Around the
0: League.
3: (laughs) Off to a (laughs) flying (laughs) start.
4: Don't get any
0: ideas, Crystal. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring